Okay, so if you open up your financial report, you know, a lot of times letters are written on the left-hand side, and they're kind of in small font, and you're just like, well, that's just some words that they, you know, Pastors Jason and Liz have to say or whatever. But I encourage you to read that, and I want to highlight a couple parts in that letter because we took some time into writing this specifically because, in all honesty, this was a year of change. It was a year of transition, really. There was a transition with the senior leadership of the church. There's been transition with staff members. There's been a lot of transition on how we do church, on how services flow, and there's just been a lot of transition. And I want, first of all, for each of you to know that each one of those transitions have been prayed through and for and have really been a leading of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's important for you guys to know and to trust in your leadership team that we are hearing from God and doing what he says. And sometimes you say, well, why is this happening? Or why are we doing it this way? Or this doesn't make any sense. I assure you that it's only because of prayer and by the leading of the Holy Spirit that we are making these changes and doing the things that God is calling us to go do. And the last part of that first paragraph says, new life, new life in every direction, God is working. God is working. And the purpose of this meeting and this statement is really just for you guys to know, one, that we're accountable, two, that we want to be transparent to the church as to where the money is going. When you give a dollar, where does the dollar go? When you, when you give above and beyond and as an offering or as generations, what is happening to the money that you have? And I want to walk through the financial statement to do that. But I will tell you this, that both Liz and I are grateful to be part of a church that is cheerful in their giving. This church is so generous, above and beyond. If you look at the averages and the statistics of a church our size, should not have a budget of this size. I mean, the average church our size has given barely about half of what we actually give as a church. And that's no joke. And that is, a, that is praise God. There's been a foundation of this church of giving and the power of giving in our lives. And I would say each of you who are givers, cheerful givers, know and recognize in your life what God does and multiplies in your own life Amen. as you give back to him. Testimony after testimony of what he does in tithing. So we do, we give financially, but guess what the Bible also says? We also reap generously. Amen. And what we reaped in 2019 was 55 salvations, 14 water baptisms, and over 60 miraculous healings in the year 2019. So give him a hand. That's, I mean, church, that, I mean, this doesn't make any difference, the numbers on the page, but what makes difference is the lives that we are reaching through the money that we are giving in the church and in how it's operating. We also made some changes not only you know, from a staff perspective, but we made changes in how we deal with the money that has been given. Two major, well, three major changes that we did. Number one, in October of last year, we committed that every dollar given to the building fund or generations, every dollar starting in October would go directly to the principal above and beyond the mortgage payment. We made that commitment and we had to make some changes in order to be able to make that happen. We had to refinance our mortgage, but we said we will do, we will do what the Lord says to go do. And the Lord said very clearly to us, Do not take all of generations and put it directly to principal. That's it. It goes above and beyond the mortgage payment. And so that's what we began doing in October. The second major change is we really believe that the Lord said operate within a balanced budget. And then believe me, 
him, believe him for more above and beyond all that you can ask or imagine. And I can tell you that as we budget and as we say this is the baseline, we look at the baseline and say, eh, that's just the baseline. Because I know God can do above and beyond all that we could ask or imagine. That's his promise to us. And I tell you that we budget, we budget on paper, but we live by faith. You can ask Tammy that <laughs> as our bookkeeper. We walk by faith. We live by faith. If the Lord says go hire five more people to do these things, I can tell you, church, we're going to go do that. And we're going to say, Lord, will provide the needed finances to make these things happen. So we're honestly, we're just doing what the Lord is telling us to go do and how he's telling to go do us. Then the third thing that we've done this year is we started a benevolence fund. Something where we take 10% of every dollar given towards generations, which is paying down debt, we take 90%, pay off the debt, and then we take that 10%, and we begin to put into a fund to be able to help those who are hurting, those who are in need, those who are widows and orphans, somebody, a family who has fallen on a hard time, someone who had to come home and take care of their child because their child was sick, but they don't get paid or have sick or medical leave. This is a fund that we have available to help those people in our congregation and whoever the Lord leads us to, to be able to help them. So those are the major changes we have financially. But our ultimate goal for all of this is to see the lost saved, to see the sick healed, to see lives transformed, and to see families thriving day in and day out. So turn with me to the page where we talk about some of the financials. What we did is we did a year-over-year comparison, seeing 2018 giving and then 2019 giving. I'll walk through the first couple lines, explain to you what they are real quick. The top line is the general operating fund. If you look at your offering envelope, it's the top line on your offering envelope. It's the tithes and the offerings. And the change that we made is that we will budget and we will run the church off of that line and that line alone. This is the line that is given. We have averages. We can kind of see statistically what's given. But this is the line that we budget off of. That top line is also in the back of your bulletin. Each week when you come in, for as long as we have the bulletin as it is, if you look at your bulletin on the back, it has that top line, the first line, and it says average year to date. So it can give you an idea of what is the average year to date giving on that top line. And we budget off of that very top line being that average giving. Does that make sense? Then the next line down is our generations building fund. Now, we started in October, but since we started in October, I can tell you we've accumulated over $70,000 to pay down the principal debt on our loan that we have. Over $70,000 since October that has come in specifically so that we can pay down that debt, which was an exciting thing. The next one down is general missions and outreach, which is as people give to a certain organization or to general missions or to even to the school goes there. And then other giving. Other giving is just projects. People, you know, have on their heart to give towards a project, or maybe we talk about a certain thing that we're going to go do, and to the benevolence fund. So this is the other giving. And then non-contribution income, the last income line there, is just uh, stuff that you purchased, whether it be bookstore, maybe you went to a camp, maybe your, you know, grandkids went to a camp. It's non-contribution income, meaning you get something for that income uh, in return. So you can see year over year from 2018 to 19, our, our total income went from 652000 to 760000 praise God. That's up 16% year over year on that total number. 
Uh, that top line number went up 11% year over year, which again was the number that we budget off of. The next portion down is expenses. So we have our total income that's coming in, then of course we have our expenses that are going out. General administrative, which is maintenance, insurance, utilities, interest expense on our mortgage, uh, that was down a little bit year over year, it was at 141000 uh, in 2019. And then there's payroll. Payroll, if for those who understand church finances, payroll is typically between 50 and 60% of total expenses for a, for a church, a normal church, no matter the size. It usually averages between then, sometimes a little lower, sometimes a little higher. So from a statistical perspective, I don't think it's hard to divide 300000 into 600000 and know that we are right around 50%. So from a staffing perspective, from a payroll, we're kind of right in the normal range of where we need to be as a church, uh, given the other expenses that we have. And then ministries. One of the commitments, and those who are on the board know, uh, I know Chris is here, uh, but we made a commitment last year to, I, we may have said double, I don't remember specifically what we said, but we said, you know what, we are here, we're going to begin to invest more in our ministries, into Crosswalk, into uh, the youth ministry, into the ministries of the church. It may not be a lot to start, but we are going to invest more. And if you look year over year, that's why I put the number on there, because we said we were going to do it, is we went from 3,500 to 7,200 of giving. So we more than doubled are giving into our, our income, our expenses, into the ministries of the church. And then we've added something this year that has never been on the financial statement before. Again, for a couple reasons. One, we want to be completely financial trans, financially transparent. But two, we have a great school that operates, Dale, yes, that operates here five days a week and even sometimes in the evenings. And we want you to know as a church that a portion of every dollar that you give a portion of every dollar you give in tithes and offering is actually going to support the school. It's going to support the school. And we believe as a leadership team that God has said that this, we are going to invest in this school. We put some of our kids into this school. This school is doing a great work. And we see this school as being part of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. The school is a ministry of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. It's not separate. It's not a separate outreach. It's not a separate anything. So we've added it to our financial statement saying, this is where some of this money is going. Now, Leadership Christian Academy, they've got their own budget, which is not part of these. They have their own, uh, you know, their own board that we work through and their own financial accountability that we go do. But this money here, and you can actually see it's dropped year over year, and I believe it's going to continue to drop as Dale and the team and the board works through different things with tuition changes and filling the school up more. The responsibility from the church will drop a little bit from an annual basis. But you can see that about 8.7% of every dollar given on our top line is going to go to the school at this point in time. Now, that's down a little bit year over year. I believe it will continue to go down, but even if it doesn't go down, we are here fully committed to support this school and to support the students and the mission of this school and what it's going to be doing. And I love how you said it. This is a ministry of the church. It's not something separate. It's not something outside. Uh, if, if it wasn't worthy, if we didn't think that it was effective and... Mm. and called for by the Lord for this church for this time, we wouldn't support it. Right. We will only do with the money that God has entrusted us what he says to do, right. what is worthy and effective for the kingdom of God. And so you say, what makes up that number? Uh, and I can give you the details if you're really interested. But it's a part of the utility bill. It's a part of the supply expenses that we have. It's a part of a lot of different... What's that? 
It's a, a part of a lot of different of the expenses that we have that we portion out. Now, we can't tell you exactly how much of the electricity that the school used versus the church used. We don't have a counter that turns it on at different times of the day. But we have, in general, how much of the utility portion is used, how much of the snow plowing would be caused by the school, etc. So that's where this number comes from. It's not their salaries, it's not anything else, but things that su we support the school because of this building, because of utilities, because of the parking lot, because of those things that we go do. So we wanted to add that in there as a separate line. And then ministry outreach, boy this is exciting. So ministry outreach last year in 2018, well two years ago, was 65000 and this past year in 2019 it was $108,000. Praise God. This is $108,000 that passed through this church and went other places, other places to support the ministry that God has in those places to support the different things that we support as a church. That's up 65% year over year. So if you look at those two numbers, the income and the expense, you walk down to what would be a net income, which is basically one minus the other. And in 2019, our net income as a church was 160, well, 159. $160,000. And you say, well, wow, Pastor Jason, what are you guys doing with $160,000? Like, like, what's happening with all that money? And so what I try to do is below that line is to give you a little bit of a breakdown of where that money is ended up. Like, what happened to that $160,000? What's going on with it, and what are we doing with it? Uh, the first thing is, is there's just some general capital and equipment that we've purchased, uh, that we continue to go purchase things that we need. But the majority of that is retirement of debt. So what happens is, is in an income statement, if you're familiar with how they work, the actual prin principal that you pay on your mortgage down does not show up as an expense on your income statement just the way financials work, the way accounting works. So that is actually cash that is not, we don't have $160,000 of cash. It came out of our books, and it was part of the payments that Tammy made to the bank, to the financial institutions, to pay down the principal of our debt. So you can see, in last year, we paid down $82,000 of principal to the outstanding mortgage payments that we have. And then the change in cash balance. So yes, year over year, our, our cash balance actually went up by $73,000, and I will tell you that most of that we have allocated to things that we want to go do or see done in the church in 2020. Part of that is this room. We have set aside money to begin to uplift and refresh this room with some paint, looking at the flooring, acoustical panels, and we don't have everything defined yet exactly, but we want to let you know that we have been, that's been, people have been investing into that, and we have set some of that money aside so that cash is in our hands, it's in our bank account, but it's allocated to something that we want to go do and we want to see change um, in 2020. And then at the very bottom of the sheet, I'll kind of end with this and then you guys could ask questions, is this is some of our balance sheet information. I said the, uh, the monthly mortgage payment, so you guys have an understanding where it is. It's just short of $7,000 per month. And every time I look at that, I just say, wow, what can we do with $7,000 more per month? And the Lord gives me a lot of ideas on what we can do with an extra $7,000 a month. And that's why I believe the Lord said he is, he, he is going to pay off our debt, our mortgage, two, three, four times faster than we would have expected if we just would have let the payments continue. So that's what we're believing for. That's why we made the change to generation, to start putting as much to the principal as we possibly can to get that mortgage paid off. And then the long-term liability, which is basically our building loan, at the end of the year was at $1.2 million of outstanding balance. That's what we owe 
Northwest Savings Bank. It's actually less than 1.1 now uh, because of the giving that we had that just we started transferring that to Northwest. And then our estimated assets, again, we have an accountant come in and go through these things uh, to evaluate kind of the value of the property that we're in, the value of the building, the value of the equipment that's in there, in here, and it's valued at just short of $4 million. Just short of $4 million, praise God. And when you have assets of almost four and you only owe 1.2, that means the church has equity, has equity on a balance sheet of $2.7 million. That is the equity that the church has that is in its ownership. Now, from a, just from a quick perspective, if you ask this question or if you, somebody has asked me this twice, that $2.7 million is not Liz and mine. Okay? You know, that'd be great. But guess what? It's not. It's not ours. It's actually the organization of Faith Communications Ministries, which is the parent organization of Erie Christian Fellowship Church and Leadership Christian Academy. That money is an asset of that nonprofit 501c3 entity. So we can't just decide to just disband it and take that money and sell everything as assets. It actually would have to go through the board. But what happens is in our bylaws is that money then would have to be transitioned to another nonprofit somewhere. So it doesn't go to us, it doesn't go back to you guys, it goes to another nonprofit somewhere, if something would ever happen, which we know it's not. So, but I'm just saying, two people have asked me that question, what happens to these, this equity that you have? So that's what happens to the equity, it would go to another church, another nonprofit, wherever. Okay, that is all I have. The only other thing I just had asked that you'd be praying about is one of the, some of the things we know we're going to have to do in the not-too-distant future is our parking lot. Uh, we don't have money set aside yet for the parking lot. That's something that we're believing for uh, as, as we need for God to, to go do. And then there's some other smaller projects. But we have the sanctuary, and in the back of our mind, we also have the parking lot uh, that we know we'll have. So with that, I will... Honey, do you have anything else to share? Okay, with that, I'll open it up for questions, comments. Uh, I did bring the detailed financial statement, so you won't be able to trick me up. Although I probably know all the numbers by heart, because this is like my former profession as a CFO, like I, I love the numbers that I get them. So questions. And if you do ask a question, I'll probably repeat it because we're recording it uh, online. Questions. Yeah, no questions. This is okay. Now, two things. One, the recording will be up there. Uh, two, some of the ministries that we have supported in 2019 are listed uh, right underneath the letter that we said. So you said, wow, Pastor Jason, you gave all this money away. Where did it go to? And I don't have it broken down, but you can see the ministries that we do support on a monthly basis as money is given or just on a monthly basis as the Lord has led us uh, to go do. And then the other thing I'd like to just share with you guys, because you all stuck around afterwards, is God has just been birthing in us a bigger and bigger vision. If you remember what we said, I think Brother Paul, who's in Florida on our board, said, your vision isn't big enough. And what God had told us was, begin to prepare the church for 500. But the word right after that was, it's not big enough. And I really believe, and I'm not ready to share all the different things that God has been placing on our hearts, but God really has begun to really minister to us and really to speak to me about this, between revival and what God is going to do in this area, is that 500 is not big enough. It's not big enough. And it doesn't mean it's just this church. It means multiple churches. It means us partnering with other churches. It means what God has begun to show me that is from this part of Erie County all the way to the other side of Erie County and then beginning to move south down the I-79 
what I call the corridor, I-79 corridor. And the Lord has just revealed to me and to us, in fact, just even in my prayer time this week, he told me to drive downtown and begin to pray for churches downtown. And so, again, if you're preaching, do what he says to go do, you have to go do what he says to do. And I went down and I began to pray over two specific churches he called me to pray for downtown. The Lord began to reveal a vision to me that we are going to begin partnering with other churches. We're going to be able to reach downtown, and we're going to reach across this county, and then we're going to begin to reach down the I-79 corridor. And if you notice what those two lines make, it makes the cross of Jesus Christ reaching northwestern Pennsylvania with the power of the gospel to see lives transformed, people healed, people saved. And that gets me excited. That's why we give. That's why we want the debt paid off. That's why we want you know, everything to happen the way we want it to see happen because we really want to see lives transformed in this area. This is where we're called to, is this area. And I've got this picture of a cross that you guys were the first to hear it, actually. I didn't even tell the staff yet. Oh, sorry. Uh, that the Lord really is just begin to birth this in our hearts. That it's just this church and either partnering with other churches, planting other churches, but it's this cross. And what the Lord showed to me and to us is this is everywhere that we have lived personally since we moved to northwest Pennsylvania. We lived in downtown Erie. Then we moved a little bit further out towards Mill Creek. And then we moved to Hermitage. And then we moved to Harbor Creek. And then we moved to Girard. And now we live in Fairview. And oh yeah, by the way, in the middle of that, I worked in Meadville. And Anna, our sweet daughter, oldest daughter, is in Pittsburgh, which I believe is the bottom of this cross that the Lord is beginning to show of the reach that this church is going to begin to have. So that's what's exciting. That's what God is doing in this church, in our lives, and through you, through your giving, through your contributions. And we're excited to see what the Lord has in store for 2020. Amen? Amen. All right, guys. Oh, one question. For the verbal record, would you read those uh, organizations that uh, you supported so that... Sure, that people can hear it. Sure. Uh, so we have the ECF Benevolence Fund and the missions team, uh, as Nina had also shared. We've got Converge, and Converge is specifically, there's a missionary going to Japan that we're supporting. If you don't know that Japan is one of the least reached people groups in the entire world, uh, so we're supporting this man going to uh, Japan. Uh, we've got Dunamis uh, International and Dynamis World Ministries. One is Christopher Alum. The other one is Tony Haskell, people who have been here before previously to the church. We've got the Erie City Mission, which goes us in Global Impact Ministries, uh, which is Mark and Victoria Bowling, who are evangelists uh, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, who are reaching India and Pakistan with crusades and gospels, seeing hundreds of thousands of people saved. We are a part of the hundreds of thousands of people being saved there. Jeremy Gall Ministries, which, by the way, he's coming here on March 15th to preach on the Sunday morning and Sunday evening. So mark your calendars for that. Marilyn Neubauer, um, hers Triumphant Life Ministries, I believe she uh, was here last week, Mexico Christmas. French World Ministries, which is Ken and Tanya Taylor, who are reaching the world in the French-speaking countries. Operation Christmas Child, which is OCC, our boxes. Rama goes without saying, is the Bible Training Center. Uh, Rich Walker Ministries, which we know somebody here who uh, helps support them as well. Uh, they are in Spain. And then we've got Robin Roberts Ministries, Victorious Living Ministries International, which is Reverend Melody Lavin and uh, her family uh, leading that, going around the world, reaching, reaching the world with, with God's word. And then the word for you today, which is, of course, our devotional that we support. We don't write that, but we do purchase it uh, to distribute it uh, free of charge to those, you know, who come to our church. Okay. Thank you. Great question. Anything else before we close? Let me just say a prayer. Thank you, Father. 
for this church. Thank you that they are generous givers. Thank you, Father, that you see their hearts and the heart that you have for this area, for this city, this county, and this whole northwest Pennsylvania that you have placed us in. Father, thank you that our debt is paid in full. Thank you, Lord, that we will be the lender and not the borrower. Thank you that we are the head and not the tail. Thank you, Father, that you are taking care of all things that concern us both personally and in this church. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you.